Hey girlfriend, welcome to episode 95 of the Get Confident podcast. In today's episode, oh, you are just going to love this. A super fascinating story to share with you from our guest, Eden. Now she took the courageous leap from leaving a very um, prestigious type of job in law to pursue her passion. And this story is going to inspire the heck out of you and hopefully just give you a little bit of courage to lean into whatever it is that you feel called to do. And the thing I love the most about this episode is that we talk about, I guess, the journey and it doesn't have to be all in from the start. And also the thing that we're meant to be doesn't necessarily come through to us straight away as this is the thing you're meant to be. It's often something that you really enjoy, that you find yourself daydreaming or talking to your friends or your work colleagues about when really you should be working or doing other things. And that's what really came through for me in this conversation with Eden. So I hope that you enjoy it. I really hope that you see some themes for yourself that come through in her story about, you know, finding that inner purpose or inner calling, not letting fear or people pleasing hold you back. It's a seriously great conversation and I can't wait to hear everything you think about it. So please jump on to either Instagram or Facebook, find me, Janelle Hosking. Uh, tell me what you think about this episode. I really appreciate hearing from you and connecting with you. Uh, and it makes me super happy to know that you listen and get value out of this podcast. So thank you very much and enjoy the episode. I'm Janelle Hosking and you beautiful are here to get confident. No more self-doubt, no more overthinking, no more what ifs. I'm helping you grow your confidence so you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Eden, I'm so happy to have you here on the show. We have literally been chatting for what feels like all year and we have had so many bookings in the calendar. (laughs) And then the day before or the week before, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I need to postpone, but we've made it happen today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Janelle. Oh my goodness. And yes, we're going to have to have you on Practical and Woo as well, because we've been doing that to each other, this back and forth, just like wild divine timing shenanigan is what I'm going to call it. Absolutely. Uh, But now's the time we are here. So uh, what I always do to kick off an episode with a guest is a little bit of this or that so we can get to know you a little bit more. So I'm going to throw some quick fire questions at you. And I just want you to choose the one that vibes with you the most. Okay. So running or walking? Walking. Okay. Mayonnaise or aioli? Probably aioli. Mm. Aioli is fancy, you know, it's a little, it's mayonnaise with like an outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I so love that. Okay. Speaking of outfits, jeans or sweatpants? 
Uh, see, it's, it's, I would say it has to be both. I know it's a this or that. I'm going to lean more towards sweatpants just because I have a her- very hermity tendencies. Mm-hmm. But jeans is like when I want to feel really like good and out on the town, but mm-hmm. still casual and effortless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel Tricky. you. What? Okay. TMI, but what are you wearing now as we're doing this Leg- recording? Leggings. Oh, I, nice. I'm a, I'm a leggings lady. And yeah. like, I usually they have like a flare bottom. So it like has Love. like flare jeans. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine okay. if I wasn't wearing anything? Like <laughs> you're like, oh crap. Why did you ask me that? <laughs> Zoom meeting, right? Like hee a little secret. <laughs> I can't, I, I don't think I've ever done that myself but where I live is quite cold right so I'm always like layering up to try and stay warm (laughs) have you ever done that (laughs) I've never gone like just like underwear Mm. but I have when I was so when I was doing my articling I was in like a specialized program that was online and this was Mm pre-pandemic and I used to just like business attire is so uncomfortable so uncomfortable. So I wore a button, I wore a button up shirt, a blazer and just like short shorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was a look. So they didn't see the short shorts. No. Right. But I was like, mm, you knew. Though. Yeah. Do you feel, <laughs> do you feel like it gave you a bit more of an edge? Maybe it's just like, I know something you don't know. Maybe <laughs> they were like, Oh, she's doing client work. It's client meeting. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I like to think so. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. One more singing or dancing. I'm going to go with singing. Mm -hmm. I'm a karaoke queen. I will love. I I also love to dance. So again, a tricky question for me, but I I think I'm leaning more towards singing. Mm, Okay. I love that. What would be your go-to like karaoke song? (laughs) I have so many. Um, One that I often pull up it depends on the mood of the, of the space. So mm-hmm. I love doing at last by Etta James and the amount of times that people will like, if let's say it's like a sign up sheet where you can see what people sign up to mm-hmm. sing the amount of times people will be like, Oh, that's a really hard song. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I just feel like now I want to come do karaoke with you and see you sing, sing yes. that song. Come do karaoke <laughs> with me. I would love that. My goodness. So awesome. Okay. Well, that is our this or that. And I'm really excited to get into this episode because when we first connected, we really vibed over, I think, our our past careers and that I was in radio and you were a lawyer why don't you tell us about the journey that it took you to becoming a lawyer so we can kind of set up like, I guess the time and even some of the money, like obviously I know you have to study and that's quite a big commitment um, in order just to be able to sit the bar. Is that the right terminology? I mean, I'm going based off what I've seen on suits here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So um, such a good question. I think A lot of my life, especially my young adult life, my teenage life, my childhood life was was spent living for other people and other people's dreams. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really have a strong sense of myself yet. And I was very much dedicated to following all of the rules like Mm -hmm. so many of us are. Mm -hmm. And so I went 
from high school to university, I did four years. I started doing my LSAT, which is the entrance exam for law school, yes. a year earlier than you were supposed to. Wow. So I started studying for that really early. Actually, I did it twice. And so like there was like some failings, you know, on, on I didn't fail it, but some mm-hmm. failings under my belt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to get a better score in order to get into it. But for who? Whose dream was wow. I doing, right? I, wow. I, I don't know. It wasn't necessarily mine. I got into a top law school in Toronto, uh, Canada. It's called Osgood. Mm-hmm. Completed that process. Um, I passed my bar exams. I completed like all of the articling requirements and everything. And then I was called to the bar. And so it's like, it was like 22 years, like including like being a baby going through like JK and all of that 22 years of academia straight was my existence there. And I wouldn't take it back for the world. So a lot of people often ask me like, do you regret going to law school? No. Oh my gosh. It is a financial difficulty in my particular life and my particular lived experience it really helped to offer me this enhanced perspective rooted in logic Mm. I've always been such a creative person and I think in a lot of ways I was a really naive person and law school really helped to bring quite a bit of balance to the way that I think and the way that I approach the world. And so, no, I would never. And personally, I believe in the transferable skills of existing. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what your experience is, whether you feel like, oh, why did I take that left turn or mm-hmm. that U-turn or that wrong turn, there's always something that you can take away from every experience, no matter how contrary it feels to your existence. Absolutely. And I think that's such a fascinating thing that people ask that, you know, ask like, do you regret it? I'm like, we shouldn't regret anything. <laughs> Just yes. it is, it is what it is. And it all becomes part of the journey that leads us where we're meant to go um, and gives us exactly what we need when we need it. So that's really fascinating. Um, how long, like once you you said you were called to the bar, um, what was that process like? And and I guess what was the point where you started to realize actually, I've been living for other people and I don't want to do that anymore. So that's an ongoing process, I will say. I love it. We're human. Right? Like I feel like that container of belief is is one that funnels into my life in so many different contexts. So I, I, I come up on it many, many, many times in many, many different parts of my life. Mm-hmm. So with respect to the career stuff specifically, I so I did a stream of certification to get to the bar mm-hmm. um, that was in more innovative than the traditional stream. And it actually shaved off two months of wow. my, my like requirements. And yeah. that was one of the reasons I opted into it. I'm like, why, why would I do extra, you know, extra of this. The longer, totally. To, right. Yeah. So I was in a really unique position of having finished all of my requirements before all of my peers. And I remember there was like about two months 
that I had until the bar call, like until the official ceremony where you become a lawyer. And I remember I went out for an errand and I was trying to root into like giving myself more self-love. I I bought myself like a little picnic and Mm -hmm. after the appointment, I set it up and I sat down and I'm sitting there with, with my meal and my choices Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at this view and intellectually and conceptually I'm like that's really beautiful and I could not even feel any ounce of pleasure in my body or any response in my body Mm -hmm. and that's the moment I realized that I was living completely in my head Mm -hmm. and I I had allowed myself to disassociate from my body which is again a very common thing, especially in in high stress industry. Mm-hmm. I was not okay with this. I'm like, okay, I should be able to feel the pleasure of witnessing the beauty that I'm seeing, and I can only say that it's beautiful in my head. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that was the the lightning strike for me, wow. where I realized that I had incredible amounts of anxiety when I didn't feel like I was doing anything. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't allowing myself to surrender. I wasn't allowing myself to take breaks. I would go to the park and see all of these children playing with their moms and laughing. And I'd be like, like just completely in a nervous system dysregulation about, well, I'm not being productive. Therefore I'm not valuable right now. Mm -hmm. And I know why I got there. It's because school, it's like when you're in school, you have like these are the breaks you're allotted. And then there's always a doing. Okay. And then when you're on the break, like let's say you were on um, like a reading week or something while you're on the reading week, there's always like an anchor to, okay, well, I'm going to go back and then there's going to be classes and I'm Mm going to have to do my exams and I'm going to have to work and in this like perpetual cycling. Mm -hmm. And so that space that I was given where I can't get a job as a lawyer right now because I'm not called to the bar. And so I have two months of just like time where I literally am expected to do absolutely nothing. Wow. And it freaked my body out (laughs) beyond repair. (laughs) My goodness. Um, So from there, I got called to the bar Mm -hmm. and was very excited. And, you know, there was all of these like little things that I realized that we were never taught that I was never taught. Like Mm -hmm. suddenly I had to take out insurance on my license and the insurance, the insurance questionnaire is so convoluted and so complicated. So here I was a newly called lawyer. Mm. I I am a lawyer now. Like this is like the identity thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. I am a lawyer now and I have to call my mom to ask her what some of this means. Yeah. I'm like, I've never felt so like diminished and like, mm. okay, I was told that this is a thing that I should be like, I'm a lawyer now, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm still requiring this assistance from my mom on like insurance. It's like, why wasn't I taught this in school? Why wasn't I taught how to build my business, to have a mm-hmm. practice, to there's such a gap in the information that I received around all of these different subjects. Mm. And so for a brief period of time, I did some contractor work, uh, uh, like independent work um, with this amazing lawyer. And I did his drafting because in law, my proficiency and my passion is actually 
drafting, which you mm-hmm. won't hear hear that very often. But um, yeah, that's my like anything that solidifies a relationship between two or more people or two or more entities through the wow. written word. Yeah. I'm like, I love it. I love the artistry and mm-hmm. the 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 living nature of a document like that, mm-hmm. and and how it has to have this like complete circuit. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. It just lights mm-hmm. me up so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I I did that for a while for for um for a lawyer, but the work that I wasn't getting wasn't enough to justify the expense that it is to be a lawyer. There are so many fees, so many fees. It's about to be a lawyer, like just a simple, I think that was my first year. So there was a slight discount. I think it was like $7,000. And it's now like upwards of like $12,000, like in like the higher years, just that's baseline to like run your license. I still pay. So I'm, I'm now non-practicing. So I still have my certification. I'm still in good standing with my law society because I pay my fees still. Mm. And even then I think I pay like three grand a year to just have my name on the list. Wow. That's not including insurance. That's not including like the continuing professional development Mm. that you have to pay into and like all of Mm. these things that you have to pay for. And so I'm like, I love drafting. I love drafting for you, but you're you're giving me like one or two contracts at two hundred dollars a pop, like a, a like every like three weeks. Yeah, it's, it's not. I'm not. I can't even pay my like. I can't mm. pay back like what I've paid to be a lawyer. Mm. So I I politely said I'm like I can't keep operating my license just for that, and I I never really had an interest to go fully into law. Like I already knew. My soul was already calling me in different directions. Um, And so I politely like left that opportunity. Um, And then I ended up finding myself at an arbitration mediation, like resolution house. And it was a very cool company that this, this guy had built. And I was like, so in awe and so enamored with, um, just the work that I like was doing and and the business model that he constructed. And I like watched how everything was running. And shortly thereafter, I learned how to read tarot. (laughs) And (laughs) at the time I was reading for everyone and anyone because I was so like enamored with tarot and, and like the accuracy of, uh, and the impact that people were experiencing when I would dabble with it and read for it. So I I took it everywhere I went. So I would take my tarot deck to work Mm -hmm. and I would have these like closed door meetings with my colleagues, probably (laughs) probably not the greatest thing to like in hindsight. And I I remember having this thought of, oh my goodness, I like, this is my favorite part of my day. And I I had this recognition that that's not what I do here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm supposed to be doing here at the very least. And so I decided that that opportunity was no longer in alignment for me. And I left. And originally I left because I had this book idea and I still have the book wow. idea. I, I believe at some point it will, it will come to mm-hmm. fruition. So I left, I was like, I'm going to write this book. Um, you know, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And I am a volunteer mediator at a wonderful organization in, in Toronto 
um, that offers mediation services to community, to like communities who can't otherwise afford to have resolution. And Mm -hmm. mediation really helps to like take conflicts off of Mm -hmm. the dockets for court. And it's like a really great alternative for certain situations. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a mediation with a co-mediator. And in our off time, I said, hey, like, can I read your tarot? And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous, but sure. (laughs) And long story short on that one, she ended up saying to me one day, I want you to coach me. I'm like, what do you mean? I can just give you advice. Like, no big deal. Like, I'm so happy to help you. So she's like, no, I want you to coach me. Mm -hmm. Like you've supported me like in the last few times that we've seen each other. Like I want to pay you money Mm -hmm. to coach me. And I'm like, I don't understand this foreign (laughs) language that you're speaking yeah and so I'm like okay and so I like right then and there decided what a coaching package might look like and the price of it I included tarot because that Mm -hmm. was like how I grounded myself in it and I termed I called myself like a mindset consultant because I'm like I don't know what else (laughs) to call myself Mm -hmm. I help people like have these perspective shifts to connect with themselves. Like I I was sort of searching for these terms. And again, this identity piece, Mm -hmm. right. is so Mm -hmm. prevalent and so prominent. Yeah. I was able to build my business around this one client. So I had built, like I did my drafting for my contracts. I incorporated, I, you know, did all of the things that it was ready to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, then I'm like, okay, I have to go out and get clients now or like seek clients or have them you know, find me and, and to mm-hmm. guide them. And so I, I started this business based on this one client and basically flying by the seat of my pants when I left, you know, this position that I had and wanted to write a book, but now I'm not writing a book because I'm suddenly <laughs> building a business. And basically I'm, I'm still on that journey. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, it was a major pivot and it was a major directional shift, mm-hmm. especially based on the question that you asked about like Mm. what's that bar process look like (laughs) yeah absolutely was there anybody in your life like who you care about who initially didn't understand or didn't necessarily agree with your decision to you know not practice law anymore so I feel like the answer is twofold Mm. there's was definitely uncertainty and there's been uncertainty especially like in my core family like my the fan like my origin family um I've always been a little bit different so Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like if anyone was gonna make these like twists and turns like they would have expected it to be me to some degree, even though I was the rule follower also. So like mm-hmm. holding the, the weight of that. Mm-hmm. But um, basically when I first learned tarot, there was an initial concern that I would like open like like a shop and like offer like psychic readings. <laughs> yeah. Remember that was a conversation yeah, totally. that we had. Yeah. And I was like, well, that doesn't really feel like me so much. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not really me. Um, my parents were incredibly supportive and my dad had always told me, get the law degree and then you, you can do what you want. And so that, that level of support, I don't necessarily know if it opened 
him up to the idea of like the direction that I ended up taking. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if he would have been able to conceptualize that, For sure. but there was always that messaging of like the law degree is going to be beneficial for you for Mm -hmm. all the reasons that I said, like the transferable Mm -hmm. skills, the drafting proficiency, all of it. And so I think (laughs) when I, originally explained like this is what I want to do I'm a tarot reader and I'm a mindset consultant there was there wasn't like the kind I'm really blessed to say there wasn't the kind of resistance that a lot of other people face Mm -hmm. but there was there's that kind of sense of like even in myself it's like ah this is so different like what am I doing will it be well received I Mm -hmm. really don't want to be judged for this like Mm -hmm. And there has been that kind of massaging of that fear of like, especially with my law peers, like going through the system that they're now supposed to be in that we were told we were supposed to now do after we get called to the bar and I show up at a party and it's like, Hey, what do you do? I'm like, I'm, I help people reframe their mindsets using tarot. I'm a mindset consultant with a twist to the point that I started to say, um, something like um oh no even before all of this i would i would say things to people that was like i'm i'm a lawyer by by trade but fabulous up front or like i would try <laughs> to position myself where it's like not what you do what have you accomplished totally. you like like i felt this like constriction right how do you, how did you feel about that like in your transition from radio it's so interesting cuz i was going to say i think this this even in people's minds the idea of being asked what do you do freaks them out like i've got a client right now who i've just given homework to to go and practice saying different shit like she's a, a lecturer at a university which same deal I'd say is quite quite pre- prestigious and um she doesn't want to um you know, I guess she's transitioning and she's got like us got lots of other things she's passionate about too and so I was like just practice and next time you meet someone next time you go to a networking event say something different and and don't always feel like you have to make it about what you do you know um yes. so for me that that was a struggle because I, I think the hardest part was I was still trying to figure it out like I was doing workshops. I had um, a, a couple of one-on-one clients. I, um, oh my gosh, I was emceeing events. I was doing um, keynote speaking at high school graduations. Like I was doing the most random stuff and I was still working full time, but I wanted to stretch myself and not not use that job as that crutch. Um, but it was challenging. And so I think how I get around that and how I now help other people too, is like, just have fun with it. Say random shit, you know, like, like clearly what you you say too and then you just start to feel more and more comfortable and it helps you to I guess see what feels best for you mm-hmm. and then there's that also the other flip side where you get to know the cues within other people and you can see in them when they understand what you've said because I think quite often in our roles where we use the jargon words and I've been in so many rooms where somebody stands up and introduces themselves and says what they do and everyone's just like blank face because they they (laughs) haven't articulated it in a way that people understand and so I think part of it part of that having fun is like 
try and speak in different ways. And when you get those cues, when you get people lighting up or asking you a question back or, you know, something like that, showing an interest, then you know you're speaking in a language that people understand and it's not just jargon, makes no sense kind of thing. And then you'll start to feel what feels right. But I do, I I agree with you on just the saying some random stuff, you know, because it's all play. Like we're still just trying to figure it out. And to this day, you know, I think I started 2023, I'm, uh, I'm a confidence coach. And then I went to career confidence. And now I'm saying I'm career and business confidence. Yes. And one day the confidence might drop. Like who who knows? And it's just, just be where you are today and just have fun with it. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I completely agree. And I feel like just society needs to get away from asking that question Mm. and that yeah the labels but also asking that question Mm -hmm. as the first thing that you ask someone hi I'm so and so so what do you do okay why don't you ask me the last Netflix show that I watched or do I even watch Mm. Netflix why don't you ask me like what what is your mission statement yeah how do you treat people what are your values? What, what drives what you? Well, you what drives you? Yes. Mm. Oh my God, that is like light. My whole body is lit up yeah, right now. Totally with those questions. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is so good. So you you did the law thing. You had this feeling or this like knowing that something wasn't quite right, and then you leaned into a curiosity of tarot. And then your first client came to you. I literally got asked that question yesterday. How did you find your first client? And I had to say, my first client found me. Like I wasn't even a coach and same, exactly the same as you. A woman's like, I want to pay you to help me. And I was like, what is this? Like I can get paid for just telling you what to do. (laughs) And obviously it's so much more than that. But (laughs) initially like, I think I was what 21 years old at the time. I was like, you, you want me? I'm, I'm young. Like, I don't know shit, but obviously, you know, old soul, all that good stuff. But, um, so the, the way that we can get to these places is just, it's all going back to what you shared before. It's all part of it. And it's all for a reason. Do you think that, there would have been a way or a world in which you would have stayed practicing law as in not following that feeling within, you know, like I think sometimes for some people there's that maybe that sense of people pleasing or that fear and you definitely spoke to the, uh, what's like the, the instability or the unknown of changing and especially going into self-employment. And I think all of that can hold people back. Do you think Mm. it was ever in your, not in your path, but within your being, do you think you could have stayed a lawyer? You know, like, was there anything that would have held you back and made you stay a lawyer is what I'm trying to say. Yes. No, it's such a good question. I I don't think I would have been allowed by my spirit, like to be completely honest, the amount of times like I have held myself back in being able to move at a 
more rapid pace in my development in my professional life Mm -hmm. because of that belief of like okay this is really weird (laughs) and it's like full transparency part of my my growing edge is to say like yes I am a little bit woo right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I I have these gifts and skills and access to to knowledge in spaces really unseen and unknown by traditional society. And, and that can feel really scary to show up with that, especially I am such a practical person. Yeah. And so mm. th- the last thing that I need is someone to say, well, I can't trust her because she reads tarot or <laughs> believes in astrology. And then it's like, okay, well, if you don't see the value of it, and many people do, like it's a booming industry that I can't, you know, hold myself back because of my fear of you, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. that kind of understanding. But how many times have I cried out to the universe saying like, it would be so much easier if I could just be like a little bit more traditional. (laughs) Like I can go into like, right. And it's, I wasn't, there's just, it, it, there was so much like energetic stagnation, just like in my whole being that, it just wasn't aligning that way. And I wasn't allowed to be in that direction. Mm-hmm. Now there, it could be because I have awakened a spiritual side of me that that became kind of my experience, mm-hmm. right? Because like we so often force ourselves to do all sorts of things that aren't in our highest good. And I still do as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of the work is it of being human. Mm-hmm. So. The only way I think I would be in law, and it's I'm not writing it off as a possibility moving forward, but I would I would be more of a consultant in law and mm-hmm. and bring out the drafting sense because I have a bone to pick with with the way that 99% of the contracts are drafted out there. Wow. They're just they're garbage. They're awful. Like mm-hmm. there's loopholes and language that people don't understand. And um they don't cover everything that they're supposed to cover. And it's just like, there's, it's put at such a like caliber of, of like, this is supposed to be the scariest thing in the world. Mm. And my perspective of contracts is no, it's the rule book of your relationship. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand what is written in there mm-hmm. so you can follow the rules. So it should make plain English sense to you at like a grade six learning level at the very least. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not scary because you, if you know what you're agreeing to, then you know if you're agreeing to it, right? Mm -hmm. And like contracts are written in this jargon that like people just like don't understand what they're signing and they don't understand what they're agreeing to. And and so like there is space for me to develop this part of myself Mm -hmm. in the future. But would I practice law in the traditional capacity I don't think ever mm. ever no I probably not at all mm. I think that's really beautiful you've highlighted there and it goes with I want to say it goes along with the transferable skills but a little bit different in that just because you don't love an industry or a job as a whole doesn't mean you can't pick pieces of it to still do, you know, like you've clearly found something there in the drafting. And with me in radio, I found something in in, the, in voice and in audio. And I now have this podcast as a way to still stretch that and, and get that for myself and then be able to share stories and inspire people who happen to listen to the episodes. But that's a a big part of it for me was that I really love 
not that I love talking, but it's communication Mm. and like expression through voice is so powerful. Um, And that's a skill that I was taught back in radio for all those years that I now get to utilize and keep forever. So I love that you're just like, no, not going to do law, but this (laughs) one part could could be keen, you know, which is awesome. Um, Eden, I could just talk to you all day long. I feel like we have to get you back on another day to go more into some of your, maybe your tarot or your astrology, because we haven't had much of that on the show. And I know that the, the ladies listening love to learn, love to grow. Um, and there's, there's always a little spirit, like a little um, woo in all of us. We've just got to yeah. like nurture it and let her come out. Oh my gosh, I would absolutely love that. I I recently um got into some other divination tools as well. Did you? And a package came today serendipitously. It's like it's called charm casting. What? So you have a, a little bucket of charms, like you, charms you can get from, you know, the the bead store or like, yeah. you know, whatever Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> um of different shapes like fruit or, you know, hearts or whatever. And then you take a spoonful and you put them like on a casting mat or or like you assign your location or your your spread on a surface. Yeah. And then the little symbols like will mean. So there's like all sorts of fun. Oh my stuff gosh. Yeah. That is so yeah. cool. Maybe we do like a spiritual 101 or something fun, but don't worry, listening, Eden <laughs> and I will keep chatting about that and we will, you know, we'll let you know when it's going to happen someday. Um, oh thank God. you. You've been an incredible guest and I'm so glad <laughs> that the stars finally aligned and we were able to make today happen. Oh my gosh. It feels so good. I am. I feel so blissful and grateful to have been a guest on your show today and to have this friendship blooming as well. And so lovely. Thank you.